Ka, who got it wrong. He's going to have to chase after it. Ka, who's given away a penalty before. Has he given away a penalty here? It's a penalty. Blows the whistle. Valeri steps up and scores into the left side of the goal. Portland have a gift lead on a white cap mistake. Slips it through to Milano. Milano down the right side. Sends it into the box. Easy. Oh, Waston fell. It's McInerney. Scores! Infield neatly for Milano. Closed down by Laba. Nicely played back out for Darlington Nagby. Overlapping is Valeri. Great ball into the box. Lucas Milano. Oh, and a big save. Otherwise, that would have been it. David Ostead kicked out his right leg and denied Lucas Milano from salting this game away into the feet of Bolaños. Nice ball through to Mane. Kakuta Mane streaking forward. Little layoff, not hard enough for Bolaños. But, but following up is Mane. His shot takes it a flex and it scores! Darlington Nagby across midfield. Parker doesn't know who to cover here. It's Nagby, edge of the box. Slips it in for McInerney. McInerney cracks it! Oh, what a save! Osted flew over and tipped it over with his left hand, and it remains 2-1 Timbers in minute 56. Top of the area, Perez came back, nice dummy, falls to Chara, edge of the box for Valeri, through to McInerney, back to Valeri, has to turn away because uh, Waston is there, into the penalty area, handball appeal, is it a penalty? Yes. Pamo Duka has given away two penalties in this game, there's the whistle. Espria stepping up and burying it into the corner of the goal to his left. A little flip, and it's 3-1 for the Timbers. As Nagby steps up and clips it into the back of the net with a terrific goal. His first of the season for Darlington Nagby. It's 4-1 Portland. Pedro Morales steps up to try to make it 4-2 and smashes it in. wide for some soccer everyone wow that's hard a special good evening to you all it's off the pitch right here on tsn 1040 tsn1040.ca i'm mike martinego it's a special long weekend edition of otp what does that mean i don't know we'll see if my chair is squeaky once again we won't be playing Zlatan clips. It'll be a good program. It's a, it's a, what the kids say, and I'm all but certain kids have never said this, a jam-packed edition of uh, Off the Pitch Tonight. So much going on. So much soccer over the weekend. I, I'll be honest, I barely got off the couch. Um, loads of MLS rivalry week. Oh, boy. That was good. That was a good one, NYCFC. Um, the Caps and the Timbers today. Oh, we can't. Oh, well, look out, everyone. Pa Moduka just got called another another penalty. Oh, it's another penalty call right here in studio. He took me out. Yikes. We'll have to we'll have to really look back at that one. Uh, but there's a lot of cups going on in Europe as well. Each country with their uh, respective domestic competition. FA Cup, Copa Italia, the Copa del Rey today in Spain between Barcelona and Sevilla. Uh, they what the FB Pokal in Germany, France, Portugal, Scotland. It, it was a cup weekend. Europa League in the midweek, Champions League next week, Euro 2016 in a couple weeks' time. Holy crap. By a couple, I mean three, to be exact. Um, but lots to get into. I'm on Twitter, by the way, at Mike Martinego, the show off the pitch. TSN1040.ca, uh, go to the show section and uh, 
subscribe, listen, love via iTunes and SoundCloud. We have to really get going here with Whitecaps FC. Ooh. I already mentioned the pa moduka uh, factor. That's that that applies. Uh, my nephew Dom not in studio today. That's fine. We don't need him. Senior producer Matt Rosenthal. W- w- what are the other names that you've been called again? Just remind me. Kevin. <laughs> That's not even close. Yeah, no, that wasn't close. Rosenthal, I get. Oh, Rosenthal. I got a mug with Rosenthal on it. That's right. Yeah, oh, I remember that. We won't name the people who did that. Ah, yeah, we could. We could. They play in Langley. <laughs> they they are they are new tenants in Langley. I Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll call them out. Why the hell not? Uh, but Rosie's here. He'll he'll steer steer the ship for me. Um, he put together that fantastic intro, and from a Caps perspective, fan, by fantastic I mean absolutely awful. Uh, what a day that was in Portland, where the Caps fell by a score of four two. They got off to. Um, just a atrocious start where Pa Moduka, and I'm not going to bash him the whole time, and I'm not going to go the route of people on Twitter who, guys, you forget it so quickly. You know, this is a guy who can score a couple goals against the Sounders last season. He can put in some decent minutes and, and get under people's skin, and now today people are saying he should retire. Okay. That's... That's not next level, is it? Um, wow, that really escalated. Did he have a bad match? Yes. The second penalty? And I was being, uh, let's be honest, at the start of the program, I was being a bit of a dick there too. The second penalty? That wasn't a penalty. It shouldn't have been called. Uh, Ted the Man from Uncle. Have you seen that movie, Rosie? Yeah, it's a decent movie. It's not bad. Yeah. It tries a bit hard. Yeah. But it, it was okay. Uh, Ted Uncle, referee, who... Handed out a red card in a match about a month ago to the wrong player in a Columbus NYCFC match. Uh, He was throwing out the penalties and the cards today. Now, the first one, he got right. First penalty, that is. Second penalty for Portland, an alleged handball. No, I don't think so. That's a crock of crap. Oh, that's, that's we've used that one before. That's a good one. It's a staple here on OTP. The third one, third penalty, Caps get that one through Pedro Morales. No, that wasn't a penalty either. Bam! (laughs) That works. Um, But it's not all on Ted Uncle, but we will talk about his mishaps. He shouldn't really be getting much more work, in my opinion. And I mean that from the neutral perspective. Because that was a bad appearance by Uncle. But I would say this. Be brief, brother. Oh, I don't know if I can. I will say this. I think the Caps may have lost this match. Oh, by the way, did you enjoy the kickoff time today? You know, the 1.30 kickoff that turned out to be 2.02? That totally makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, at least it didn't get preempted this time by something else. <laughs> so there was a legit reason they so just the decided. Extended World Hockey Championship yeah. celebration. Exactly, yeah. Where we got to see more of uh, Corey Perry making out with Vladimir Putin. No. No, but that was pretty cool that Putin showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I was scared over that here. Was, yeah, I know, I know. That was that was quite interesting, actually. Got a got a hug in there too. Um, but they lost the game, the Caps. So it, it was two o two the kickoff, and the teams usually release their eleven. 
an hour prior. But this, you know, they 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 broke walls down here because they actually released their 11 at about I think it was 12:47 or something like that. So you would assume kickoff would have been 1:47. It wasn't. But I say they they lost it there because of some moves on that back line. And the fact that Tim Parker was playing in a right back role. They went with Waston and Pamoduka in the middle. Now, if you look at the bench, and this is more of from, a, I think, a, a mental perspective now. When you look at the bench, you see Jordan Smith there. Is Jordan Smith the best right back in Major League Soccer? I'm going to say no. I think that's fair. So he's not. Is he serviceable? At times. But they've decided to go with Parker over him. And I'm not, say, I'm not necessarily saying that's a, a bad move from that perspective, perspective. But now what the Caps, in my opinion, have done is they've shown and proved to the public that they have no faith in Jordan Smith to start this match. So you put Parker in, who is one of your better central defenders. Smith is on the bench. And... Yeah, kind of the odd man out in those names I've listed because Waston's a staple, despite the fact he's been dreadful this year. Pamo Duka is there. And again, that, that penalty that he conceded, silly takedown of Jack McInerney. Jack Mac! Jack McInerney. It's just fun to say. Um, that's where it fell apart on the field, but prior to, you know, and, and this is a, a big question mark moving forward now. And, and we're kind of, we're going to have to go all over the map here because Kendall lost in what happens with him. You saw at the end. And if you guys come on and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a horse in this race. Exaggerator. I don't, I, I, I don't care at the end of the day. You're wearing rose-colored glasses if you actually think that that Kendall Waston challenge on Darren Espria at the end of the match was okay. You simply cannot do that. It took place, I think it was, if not four, close to four seconds after the final whistle. And yes, there's the excuse of he didn't hear that whistle. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll go with that one. We'll go with that one, Kendall. Yeah. Add to that the fact that that challenge was bad. It, it was a scissor. I mean, he swept in with his left and then followed through with the right. Uh, gotta see it. Gotta see it, baby. Gotta see it. You betcha, Pratt. 100%. Watch it. Um, it's on my Twitter feed, by the way. I, I took it off the television copyright whatever but um check it out it, it's an ugly challenge if that happens during the game it's bad the fact that it happened after the final whistle worse anywho um again you've, you've put yourself in a bad spot here with jordan smith you have no confidence and 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 i'm just going back to this point for a second because now what do you do I mean, I guess you can go back to him here with Waston going away on a Copa America duty. I mean, he's going to be suspended probably for a while. Um, I suppose you could do that. But you, you have to 
the proof is there. You, you aren't confident in Jordan Smith. I think Andrew Jacobson, by the way, should probably slide in in a central, in a central defender role. He's not getting minutes in the middle of the park. Russell Tybert's there as well. You know, we've seen Jacobson play at the back. You probably want to go this route now. Maybe they go back to the well here and, and for the Houston match with Pamo Duka. Maybe they go Jacobson and Parker. Some things to be determined there. And again, it's it's not, I don't know, it's not completely on Pamo Duka because again, he's put some good minutes in. Today wasn't his finest moment. It's, it's a bit of a gong show back there, isn't he? But going back to that challenge in the third minute, the eventual penalty kick from Diego Valeri in the fourth to put them on the board 1-0, it's a silly challenge. Okay, it's a bad kick. We know that. But when you watch that play back, and yes, it was a clear penalty, why is he going in on that challenge? It, it, Jack Mack, he was going away from goal. I mean, he got, he got there first, hence the penalty but he was going away. And if Ka somehow maybe lays off a bit, tries to get some position back, maybe get some help on the backside from Waston, maybe Parker, who knows, they don't put themselves in that position. And it was just, just a silly move by Ka to kick things off there in a derby match uh, the, way, the way that he did, the way that the Caps did. Now, Kendall Waston, I mentioned him. I, I talked about it on Twitter as well. Had a little back and forth with some people just about his, his play. Folks, Kendall Waston hasn't been good this year. You know, when I think back to a season ago when he was up for Defender of the Year, eventually they gave that award to Laurent Simon who, of the Montreal Impact, who's now been called up by Belgium for Euro 2016. In a group with my beloved Italians. Um... He, he won that award, and, and I think last year you took a step back and you said, well, maybe it was closer than it was, and I, and I think I even said, well, nobody out east watches the West play. Nobody watches, nobody cares to watch the Whitecaps. Nobody cares to watch David Osted, who probably should have won goalkeeper of the year, and nobody watched Kendall Waston. Well, when you see a performance that Simon put in last night, for example, and some of the challenges he made against OCSC, Orlando City. I always get confused. Football or soccer club? It's a soccer club. Some of the challenges that he made, the way he can keep the ball on the deck, he can also play it over the top, the way he can distribute. And then you look at Kendall Waston this season. And, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll acknowledge the fact that they've mixed things up a bit at the back in terms of playing partners for him, but also the protection for him with Matias Laba getting a red card earlier this year, a lot of different midfielders in that role. That's fair. But, I mean, if the ball's not in the air, Kendall Waston lately, well, I'd say this season, when it's, when it's been on the deck, he's been second best a lot. And, you know, you chalk it up, okay, it was a slip. But at the end, it's, it's, it's on him. It's an error. And it's, a, I, I would say, a fortunate goal for Portland. But a big goal before ha a half hour into it, and they're up 2-0. 
through Jack Mac. It's so fun saying that. It rhymes with stat pack. Jack Mac. <laughs> That's going to be used early and often throughout OTP. Um, cap, caps get one back on the other side in the 49 through Kakuta Manning. It probably could have been an OG, but uh, officially to Kakuta Mane. And guess what? I, I was thinking, I'm thinking a little further here with Mane and scoring that goal in the 49th, this game on ESPN in the States. You know, the big buzz over the past week because Kakuta Mane scored twice last week against Toronto FC. That was a big deal. But the big buzz over the past week was the fact that Mane can now apply for uh, citizenship. Well, I think that's what it is anyways. Anyways, he can get a shout for the U.S. men's national team. So here he is on national television in the States, and he's scoring a goal. That's good news for him. Um, Caps had some chances throughout that second half, and they definitely played better. Minute number 78, though, Ted the man from Uncle, who, you know, it's a, it's a pretty ballsy decision. And I don't think he really had the right angle on that. But for him to make that call in a 2-1 match, a derby match, I don't know if I'm pulling out excuses now, but, you know, under 15 minutes to play, to make that call on a very questionable penalty. And the ball takes a deflection off Waston, hits Pamo Duka. Pamo Duka! It would have appeared to be in the chest. His arm was back, kind of maybe could have caught a little bit, but it... That's a, a very difficult call there. Extremely unfortunate. Esprit steps up to the spot. He makes it 3-1. It's just about done and dusted before Darlington Nagby in the 84th um, makes it 4-1. And I, I mentioned this because I, I, I watched some of, the, some of the match back a couple hours after it finished. And on that 4-1 goal, and this is just me, but David Osted looked really bad on that one. It looked like he had a good beat on the ball, but it goes, what, around the wall? And it, it just looked like a mess when he tried to keep the ball out. And he whiffed on, on getting there, and it looked like he was going to crash into the post. That wasn't his finest moment, considering the fact that he made a, just a sparkling save earlier in that, uh, in that half off of uh, Jack Mack. Jack Mack was busy today, by the way. He was very active, won a penalty, scored a goal. Very active he was, uh, stepping up in the absence of uh, Fernando Addy, who leads the way in Major League Soccer for goals. I think he's got eight on the season. Caps get one back. Stupid penalty call, like we said, on that one as well. And I should, I should mention that Nagby free kick, going back to the 4-1, very questionable call by Oncle on uh, Jordan Harvey, I think. I mean, he was just throwing out the cards left, right, and center, but extremely questionable on that move. For all that said, the Caps were second best. I think Portland was, actually, they were third best. Portland was first, Uncle was second, and then the Caps. Um, that was not a, a good tilt. And then you have Kendall Waston, who picks up a red card, who decides to put his hand on Uncle's hand to prevent him from raising the red. You can't do that, Kendall. I mentioned that about a month ago when you guys were taking on the Galaxy, and Nigel de Jong was all over the map trying to get a red card on Matias Laba, which he was successful at doing, and then you went and tried to prevent the hand from being raised. You can't. You're not supposed to anyways. And we'll see what happens here. Waston going away on Copa America duty. He, along with 
Christian Bolaños and Blas Perez, Perez, of course, for Panama. But what will happen now with Waston and discipline? I don't think that's a classic one-gamer. Um, and <laughs> when you look at Deron Espria and what happens with him, he gets taken down, he pops back up and goes at Waston. And then he kind of gets pushed aside a little bit, and then he decides to have, you know, he, he's just really feeling it now. And I mean, that, and I, and I said this on Twitter as well, that, I mean, that's crap. Like that's, that's a crock of crap. Exactly. It's garbage, the way he did that. Will anything come of it? Probably not. I mean, he could get fined, I suppose. Bam! For <laughs> that, was a, that was a stunner. Uh, he could get fined for, for that, but will he? I don't know. Um, Disco is, we know how inconsistent they've been. But we probably will see something a little bit longer to Kendall Watson. We, we may not even see him in the month of June with his absence for Copa America and then a suspension continuing. So very curious to see here. Um, lots more to get into about this match and more in, uh, in Major League Soccer as a whole. Like I said, it was, who the hell, it was always Heineken. Heineken rivalry week in MLS. And some of those rivalries were questionable at best. I love the promo in the lead-up to NYCFC and New York Red Bulls talking about the classic rivalry that is. And it, NYCFC's only been around for one year. Um, that's legendary stuff right there. <laughs> Whatever way you want to spin it, Fox. Whatever way you want to do it. They had a big double header yesterday on Fox, by the way. FA Cup final. And then NYCFC, Battle of New York, whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, oh, did you see in the FA Cup final, by the way, when United came back? Ten-man Manchester United comes back to beat Crystal Palace 2-1 after extra time. And the big news this past week, where Crystal Palace invited the Whitecaps to play in their own building, in the Whitecaps building, that is, for the uh, I, I, the Friendship Society event or I, I, the the Vancouver Guangzhou Friendship Society kind of feels like they're just using it as a tax write-off. I think for a free trip to Vancouver. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of money exchanging hands behind the scenes here, with and Weber covered it. My good friend and yours, Mark Weber of the Province, he covered it in an article late in the week here, I think it was on Friday, um, <laughs> just how there's going to be some benefits from this uh, for the Cavs. I don't, you know, a lot, I know a lot of fans, they were not completely pleased, as I like to say, pleased as punch about the whole idea. They weren't. Um, I have no idea how many fans will turn out to see Crystal Palace. Like I, I mentioned on Twitter when this announcement came down, the two biggest names that Crystal Palace have would be Emmanuel Adebayor, who's leaving the club, and Johan Cabay, who has been named to the French national team, who will likely get some time off post-Euro 2016. So, like, who are we going to see here? Dwight Gale? Like, it's questionable. So I, I'm curious about the, uh, the turnout at BC Place come July 19th. Uh, but we'll talk about that. MLS salaries were revealed by the union this week. Oh, that's like my Christmas in Major League Soccer. 
love How looking at this. Yeah, exactly. I love looking at the salaries. I love comparing, contrasting. Mauro Rosales at FC Dallas. He, I think he makes just a touch more than the panhandler outside here on Berard and Robson. Um, some shocking numbers, some crazy numbers. So we'll look at that as, as the uh, show progresses. As mentioned, I'm on Twitter, at Mike Martinego. The show off the pitch, TSN 1040. I must take a pause. I think there's an update coming up. Who cares? I'm coming back soon. Off the pitch, TSN 1040. Jack Mack! Back to off the pitch right here, TSN 1040 and TSN1040.ca. I'm Mike Marchnego. Another busy edition here of Sunday Night Football. Um, Rosie, that's uh, this is the theme from the man from Ted Uncle. Is that correct? Correct, yes. This is like so like low-level James Bond or something. This is or James like, Bond ripoff. Or like Austin Powers. Even. <laughs> I thought it was at first, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can see how it got duped. They didn't do well at the box office. No, because the guy who plays Superman can't hold a movie. That's just my personal opinion. Henry, is it Henry Cavill? Yes. Is that that how you say his last name? Not Jim Caviezel. (laughs) Do you want to know a true story about Henry Cavill? This is like my Moj fact part of the show. Let's hear it. You looked for the I did, yeah. I'm not even joking. Uh, and I think I I think I dropped this on on Twitter for fun a long time ago, probably like nine years ago. It wasn't that long. Um, I actually uh, I saw him at a uh, at a club like years ago. This is pre Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. This is why he was here for Man of Steel, right? And um, we like became buddies that night. <laughs> and I started calling him Superman Hank. I'm not even joking. Before it happened, this is before the movie came out. And and I didn't know who he was. And he was talking to some girls that I knew. And and they said, oh, he's he's going to be in Superman. I'm like, well, who is he? He's Superman. And I was like, really? <laughs> I had no idea who he was. I guess he was in the Tudors before that. No idea. And so one. he said, he said, I'm from, it was quite like, a, it, was, it, was like it was like a research project. It was a lot of fun because he goes, I'm from Jersey. And I go, Jersey? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, Jersey? And I'm like, you're, you're English. He's like, no, Jersey in England, in the UK. I'm like, oh, really? So I Google it after, and now I like, know everything about Jersey. It's yeah. like part English French. It's like a, a small island. It's like close to the cliffs of Dover. I, I think you're right. Let's just go with that. Um, but but <laughs> that, what, that wasn't off air? Um, no, but seriously, he was, he was actually a really nice guy. But I, I agree with you. He can't really hold a movie well. No. He's just always intense. I think he was at the Oscars. He was presenting. And he was like very, very like just upright. Like his posture was fantastic. Yeah, because he and had one of those back braces on, so it made him look tougher. <laughs> yeah, you don't wear those? Oh, all the time. Yeah, uh, his pecs were like out to there, you know. And he was just like the Oscar goes to like, where? Are you, what are you doing, man? But anyways, that was that was my uh, that was my Moj Katarina Vitt story for the night. Would you give out any Oscars in this Whitecaps game? Absolutely not. No. No. To you for producing. What about La Bum? I know this isn't soccer, but La Bum. La Bum. <laughs> yes. La Bum James. You're not giving him an Oscar <laughs> for that flop. How about I give one to Daron Espria for his flop? Okay. I'll, I'll do that. That was 
pretty decent acting. I'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Why the hell not? Um, a, a shout out, special shout out, everyone, to the uh, the Caps on tour who are. I, I've I've been tweeted a few times here. They're making the trip back from from Portland. Hey guys, you have a holiday tomorrow. What are you doing? <laughs> Razor Ramon is with you. Um, what are you, what are you guys doing? You could stay a little longer. Um, but safe travels, guys. And and uh, it sounds like some of you are listening, probably shaking your fist, whatever, uh, but uh, appreciated. Um, Hags. That's that's what you write in your books. That's what I used to write anyways. Um, anywho, so the Caps. We look at their schedule here moving forward. And it would have been too easy to chalk up uh, three points for them against the Portland Timbers. Um, but they were going in on a three-match winning streak. Portland on the opposite side of things. So I, I guess things have gone back to normal to some extent here. They got Houston, Vancouver does, next Saturday. And then they got some time off in Major League Soccer. And they got a couple matches in the Voyagers Cup, the Amway Canadian Championship, the official title. Well, the Voyagers Cup, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But the ACC, as the tournament is known, um, We'll see what happens with Vancouver and Ottawa. Ottawa was able to dispatch Ed FC Edmonton over a couple of legs. But I'm very curious to see what Vancouver does in this tournament. And if you've listened before, you probably haven't. But if you have, you will recall that I, I don't like Vancouver's approach when it comes to the CONCACAF Champions League. And I've said before, like, why do you even try to win the Canadian Championship only if you don't really care and we saw that last year when they were looking okay through a couple matches and then they pretty much threw in the towel against Seattle and who was the Honduran side Olympia um you know so what's the point so I'm curious to see who they field when it comes time June 1st at Ottawa and then seven days later at home and then of course if they get through that, they would have the winner of uh, Toronto, the Toronto Jovinkos, and the Montreal Impact. So a big break with the Copa America Centenario scenario. Um, and then they're back at it in Major League Soccer play when one-time Whitecap Kai Kamara and the New England Revolution come to town on Saturday, June the 18th. He was a cap for moments, people. He even thought so. And I don't think Kendall Waston will be part of that match. They have in all, they have a match to wrap up May and then officially two league matches in June. You would expect, and they should find out soon, they should find out this week, really, with, reg with uh, regards to Waston, how long he'll be out for. But like I said before the break, I don't think he gets back in June. It's probably going to be a three-match ban. I mean, I don't have that factually just yet, but... I, I said it before, if if you want to go down the road of defending that challenge, I mean, okay, whatever you like, I suppose, but that was ugly stuff. That was just not a smart challenge. And if if you wanna if you wanna do this, let's do it. Why not? Let's reverse the roles, people. Let's say next time Portland and Vancouver go at it, and. Pedro Morales has the ball. 
and Nat Borchers comes in with the old scissor challenge on Pedro. Right at the four seconds after the final whistle. And Nat Borcher says, I didn't hear the whistle. Wait, wait, I mean, guys, relax. I didn't hear it. You guys going to be okay with that? I don't think so. I really don't. And fortunately, and again, Espria, dreadful acting. He's a Razzie. It wasn't an Oscar. Dreadful acting. And he should probably get something for that if we're talking about play acting. He won't. But... Um, he's fortunately he's okay because if he goes down hurt severely considering and you have to take into consideration because if you're a spree or any player for that matter and if the whistle's gone you're expecting oh nobody's going to take me out because Espria was probably he just finished showboating with a bit of a move but you can do that okay there's no there's no unwritten code here Jose Bautista, um, you know, so he makes that move, I think it was around Lava, goes off to the side, and it looked like he was going to just continue with the ball down the wing, maybe towards the Timbers Army. And Waston came in with a vengeance. So I'm not, I'm not pushing for it. I'm just trying to use my head with this one and say, that's not good. You can't do that, and it would not surprise me if he got multiple matches um, and miss very likely all of June. Uh, yes, of course, he could miss a lot of June due to the Copa America as well because MLS and their break doesn't cover the entire tournament, but that would depend on uh, on Costa Rica going on a, on a decent run. Crystal Palace friendly, I talked about that uh, very briefly. Like I said, I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there was, they got Manchester City back in 2011. There was rumblings in, what, 2014 that Bayern Munich would come through. Okay, I'm about that one, too. Um, and when I say that, I'm saying, uh, yeah, right. Um, and then you have Crystal Palace. I mean, I, for whatever reason, a couple months ago, I just decided to look at Crystal Palace in the Premier League. And what I determined was, since Christmas, because those are kind of the markers in the Premier League, Christmas and New Year's, since Christmas, they've been trash. They won two league matches. Okay, they actually had a very good start to the season. I think they won four of their first five. They ended up winning nine matches prior to Christmas, picked up some draws along the way. They essentially stayed in the Premiership because of all their first half results. They got some draws on the other side of the break, but they finished with 42 points. They were a bad team down the stretch. They only had two league wins from, I think it was actually December 19th. They went on a, a, a pretty decent cup run. They had a 1-0 lead on United yesterday, too. Alan Pardew, you look like an idiot. Sweet dance move, by the way, though. Um, but wow, he, he really decided to go for that when every, before everything was done and dusted. And as I mentioned before, I don't know who, who goes to this game. Um, what the... What you know? What the big talk's going to be leading up to it? I mean, when I think back to Manchester City, that was a bit of a debacle that they brought in the grass, and then it decided to pour rain for like ninety-two straight days in the lead-up, um, and then they got the match in, but it was terrible. Like I was pitch side for that, and that they did the best they could. Everybody who was part of that, but that surface 
was really, really lousy. They're not going to run into that problem this time around, but it's Crystal Palace and it's Manchester, Manchester City. So um, there's going to be some question marks when it comes July 19th. MLS Players Union releasing their salaries uh, this week. And again, I'm not even joking when I say it's, it's kind of like my Christmas in the MLS season because it, it kind of is. I, I really enjoy, and I, I would check the MLS Players Union website every now and then to see, oh, have they updated? Oh, no. And they do it twice a year, and it's usually April, May, and then September. And so we got to find out more information about certain players. Andrea Pirlo got a big pay rise versus last year. We see the likes of Ashley Young at the LA Galaxy making 300K, which is, which it had been reported, by the way, back in February, but is still kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, Nigel de Jong on 500. He's going to go up because you don't know the future of uh, Robbie Keane with the Galaxy. Um, if they're going to slide in somehow as Latan, who's still rumored to go to Manchester United because Jose Mourinho's taking over there. There's so many moving parts. But I mentioned before Mauro Rosales and FC Dallas picking up, what, 62-5. That's a pretty decent bang for your buck. Um, Octavio Rivero at 890. And he hasn't, he's had a bad season. You know, the road I've gone down with Rivero and his goal scoring numbers. Hasn't, haven't seen much of him lately. Yeah, it's true, Rosie. But Rivero hasn't started a lot. He came off the bench again today. He's making 890, well, basically 891K a season. It's a lot of money for a guy who's not scoring goals uh, and who's sitting on the bench as well. And we know that the Caps don't they don't have seven million dollar dps but you know what when you look at it and they're on they're in the upper half of salaries across across uh, major league soccer they pay their players relatively decently because you have a lot of guys who are making high ones into the twos and threes david osted at almost 380k a season and christian tachera at 345 so these guys are getting you know they have a lot of I'd say middle-range contracts. I made reference to Fraser Aird's when the news came down. The uh, link was dropped, I think, around 8 a.m. on, what, Thursday? Um, Fraser Aird's deal, where he's making 58-6-2-5 a season. Yes, I know he's on loan from Rangers. I get it. I understand, okay, all of you on Twitter. So, yes, l Rangers will be chipping in on that one. But still, um, that is a very low wage cost that is documented according to MLS. But you know what? I, you know, when you think back to leagues like MLS or the CFL, and I always remember hearing stories about with the CFL back in the day where these numbers were a bit fudged. And I, I don't think a lot of people talk about it, or maybe they do, but I just don't hear about it. But you know what? When I see numbers like this and when I see Ashley Cole coming in at 300K a year, I doubt it. I just, I doubt it. But I, I like, I'm a cynical you know what, and, and I think negatively. And I, and I think teams can help with homes or cars or rent or whatever the hell. Um, so I think some of these, some or maybe a lot of these numbers are, are questionable. But the Caps, I think, are what paying about 
close to seven million, six and a half for the entire team. Hey, that's one Sebastian Jovinko, who is coming in at seven point one two million. That's not bad. That's not bad. The Toronto Jovinkos. Um, final break here on the program. We'll wrap it all up. The rest of Major League Soccer, Europe, etc. Off the pitch, squeaky chairs, TSN 1040. Jack Mac! Is this Bob? Is this Bob? Uh, we're just about to wrap up another edition here of Game of Thrones on TSN 1040. Uh, Mike Marks and I go with you. Um, G-Easy in the background. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stalling time here. we gotta, we got to wrap this SOB up. Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Much appreciated. I'm on Twitter at Mike Martinego. Europa League final taking place this week. It looks so good for Liverpool after 45 minutes. And I'll give you this. Daniel Sturridge with that goal. Sweet Jesus, that was fantastic. Um, the way he was able to slide that in, side of the net too, not side netting, inside side netting, glorious goal. Uh, but Sevilla turning it on, they love the Europa League. Like they crave the Europa League. Three-time champion Sevilla, 3-1 victory, shattering Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's Champions League dreams. Uh, Spain with, I th- now it's Spain of- officially 92 teams in the Champions League for next year. Okay, I'm exaggerating. It's five, but still, uh, wow, they they they're they're the best league in the world. Let's be honest. Um, Sevilla in action against Barcelona today, Copa del Rey, and they looked pretty good. They had the chances. Javier Mascherano going uh, taking a red card in the first half. So a lot of that match, eleven v ten. Then Sevilla gets a red card at the end. Of the match, they go to extra time. Jordi Alba scores. Neymar scores. 2-0 after extra time. And Sevilla got another red card along the way. So that match finished 10-9. v And Barcelona win the Copa del Rey. Uh, in Italy, my beloved AC Milan fall to Juventus in extra time. All these matches went to extra time or penalties. So Milan falls to Juve 1-0 in extra time. Um, Bayern beats Borussia Dortmund in penalties for the DFB Pokal. Uh, Braga beat Porto in the, I'm going to say it's the Tasha de Portugal. Um, they won in penalties after 2-2 through 120. And United beat Crystal Palace in the uh, FA Cup. And there's France and Scotland as well. I, I don't have time. Sorry, folks. Uh, I want to say this. Italy will announce their 27-man preliminary roster for Euro 2016 tomorrow. They released a 30-man roster that wasn't official by any stretch, and there was a lot of buzz about Pirlo, Jovinko, MLS. Oh, my God. What we have to remember, folks, is the fact that Sebastian Jovinko, who knows Antonio Conte well, who has been called up by him, he wasn't getting time, really, with him when they were together at Juve. Could he get a call tomorrow? Perhaps. But as of now, doesn't look really great for him for Major League Soccer as well. Pirlo could get a shout, though, because guess what? A lot of injuries in the middle of the park for Italy. Marchisio, Marco Verratti, and uh, today, Tiago Mota as well. So he might get a call. 
Euro 2016 gets underway Friday, June the 10th. Champions League final next Saturday. Going to recap it next Sunday night. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Rosie. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Exactly, Marshawn. OTP TSN 1040.